Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Hello, hello. I hope you guys had an amazing week, an amazing weekend. My weekend was amazing. We went to a bachelorette party. Um, great time, great energy, great drinks, great food, great conversation. Um, nothing much to complain about. Uh, last week was a doozy emotionally for a lot of us. Uh, even I caught myself, um, about to get in my feels and I had to withdraw, but we talked about it. We definitely talked about it. And, um... I got some great feedback about the numerology section. A lot of people were like, bitch, I didn't even know. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Um, and we had this conversation in the Discord server, which was pretty legit about numerology. So I'm glad that you guys took uh, took away from that, right? And not for anything, if you didn't know, I have a whole ass Discord server. So make sure you check out the description box below as uh, you can get you can get into this server from there. Um, we're now starting to do uncut episodes again. Everybody keeps asking me for these damn uncut episodes. So here we are doing another uncut episode so um again we are getting a little late start we probably won't post this till two o'clock central standard after we get done with the edits but make sure you guys are subscribed to my youtube channel and you're following me on tiktok because i will start uh, streaming i will start streaming the uncut episodes of the podcast um this week we're going to of course get into all of the um, astros i do have an edit from last week's episode and we will get into that this is one of the one of the things that i put in the description box but obviously somebody didn't read it uh we got our first hate mail for which bitch tarot podcast and it is amazing I feel the anger from this person and I love it because reading is fundamental, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, we're going to talk about Ruby set off July, right? For the month, excuse me, the birthstone of the month of July is Ruby. Uh, this month, you guys, we talked last week is about setting boundaries so last month or in may right like we got our shit together 
you know, um, how we tr self transform, how we can become a better version of ourselves. Well, now we're going to get into the boundaries aspect of it because a bitch without boundaries, I can't trust. That's just me though. That's just me. Um, and then in honor of this super moon in Capricorn, uh, we're going to talk about the moon symbolisms in our tarot segment of this episode. So sit down, relax, put me up in the corner. Um, if you're driving, don't fucking relax. I, I hate that I have to say this every fucking time. Don't relax. Drive your fucking car and just listen. Okay. Um, let's get it. Okay, so this week astrologically, uh, it, it can be a game changer. We got some great things happening. We got this full moon that's taking place. Um, even toward the end of the week or Sunday, I should say, we'll see Mars entering into Virgo. Um, but first things first, last week in our astrology segment of the podcast, I did all of the researches, did all of the calculations and everything for Uranus retrograde. In the description box of that episode, I put, it is not Uranus retrograde. Maybe the universe wanted us to talk about Uranus retrograde to help us get prepared because it will be happening in August, toward the back end of August. Uh, but it was actually last week, Neptune went retrograde. And this prompts an email that was sent to me um and you guys know i love y'all's emails keep sending them keep sending them you can email me um at kristin k-r-i-s-t-i-n at witchbitchtarot.com because i love a good email bitch <laughs> this one was a it was great i was drinking my wine recovering from the bachelorette party this weekend and um I was reading this email and just having a great time. Um, so the subject of the email, expressing disappointment with inaccurate information shared on your podcast. <laughs> Dear Witch, I hope this email finds you well. I have been an avid listener of your podcast for quite some time now and have always appreciated the valuable insight and knowledge you share. However, I am writing to express my disappointment regarding your recent episode in which you provided inaccurate information on a particular topic. The topic is Uranus retrograde. Wow. I was disheartened to discover that the information you shared was incorrect and did not support and was not supported, excuse me, by a reliable source. As someone who values accurate information and relies on your podcast for insightful content, this discrepancy has left me feeling let down and frustrated. <laughs> I understand that everybody makes mistakes and I acknowledge the challenges, the challenges of delivering accurate information consistently. However, as a dedicated listener, I place a great deal of trust in the information presented on your podcast. In this case, the misinformation has caused me to question the reliability of the content I have consumed from your platform. Regrettably, this incident has eroded my confidence in the accuracy of future episodes. As a result, I have made the difficult decision to discontinuing to discontinue listening to your podcast. 
It was an essential part of my week, but I now know I can no longer trust the content that I consume from you. I used to expand my knowledge and gain understanding. I believe it is crucial for a podcast host to fact check and provide accurate information to their audience. While I understand the mistakes can happen, I strongly urge you to ensure that you are giving reliable information on this shared platform in the future. I will no longer be listening to your podcast as I cannot trust the information given. This will not only... I hope that this finds you to help that you maintain the trust of your current audience, but also to attract new listeners. It would be best that you value the information accuracy. Thank you for taking the time to read this email and for considering my feedback. I genuinely hope that this incident prompts you to have a revelation of the information presented on your podcast, fostering an environment of accuracy and trust. Wishing you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors. Sincerely, I will not read her name. <laughs> I was like, damn, girl. Shit. You know, the way you write, I like that. That sounded good. Then I contemplated. I was like, okay, I could either really send her back this email and be like, reading is fucking fundamental, bitch. Read the description of the motherfucking episode. But I was like, no, she's good. It's fine. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. But anyway, as I stated in the description box of last week's episode, I made a boo-boo. And this is why I tell y'all, you gotta fact check me too. Everything that I say... I mean, what I said about Uranus retrograde was accurate, right? What I said about Uranus retrograde was accurate. Uh, However, Uranus was not retrograding. (laughs) It's actually Neptune. So due to reading being fundamental, we're going to go ahead and circle back to last week's episode. So this astrology segment this week might be a little bit longer because I do want to give you all the accurate information. Not that the information wasn't accurate. It just wasn't at the right time. Or was it? Or was it? So we're going to circle back. So last week, Neptune went retrograde. Okay. Um, and we know that, um, This happens when Neptune appears to be moving backward in its orbits as we observe it from Earth. Um, This is a time that is associated with inward and introspective reflections, okay? So when we see Neptune retrograde, we can have heightened intuition and and spiritual events or heighten our spirituality. Neptune is often associated with spirituality intuition and the subconscious mind so during the retrograde phase this these aspects are amplified so it's a time when you may experience heightened intuition or increased connection to your spiritual self so pay attention to your dreams and intuitive flashes or even synchronicities that take place during this time okay um 
during Neptune retrograde, we can also have these moments of illusion and deception. So Neptune is also known for its influence over illusions, fantasies, and deception. So when Neptune goes retrograde, it can reveal, um, it can reveal areas of life where we may be misled or we have been misled or even deceived when or even self-deceived, right? It's a period where we can examine our beliefs and our relationships and situations uh, with a discerning eye allowing us to see through the illusions and gain a clear perspective. When we're talking about Neptune retrograde, we have to emphasize the boundaries. We have to emphasize even the escapism. And that's why I enjoy lie I definitely wanted the topic to be setting boundaries because these transits are definitely supporting us so it's during Neptune retrograde we definitely want to evaluate if we have boundaries if we have healthy boundaries um, and that's just not in personal relationships that's even with your own behavior I say this so often and y'all know like if somebody crossed your boundary to the point where you're about to yeet their ass, you cross your own boundary first. So this gives you the time and the opportunity to address those issues when it comes to codependency, escapism, or even unhealthy patterns when it comes to boundaries. Um, during this time, you can also see yourself having um, a more creative or art artistic um influx or you know of expression or whatever because you know neptune is associated with creativity imagination um even artist expression so you can reflect through art reflect through how you create okay um really connect with your self-expression um neptune retrograde will also help you when it comes to navigating your reality and your dreams right? Neptune is the blurred line. I always call it the blurred line because we often see this blur between reality and fantasy. So again, we know that Neptune is the planet of illusion as well. So it's important that you stay grounded and cultivate this discernment as it can help you navigate through confusion and uncertainty and uncertainties that arise. Okay. So that was from last week. So now we can get back to this week and miss ma'am that sent the email. I hope you're still listening to this episode because you can eat a bag of dicks. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get going with this week's astrological events. So one uh, in particular is this super moon, this full moon in Capricorn, the buck moon, right? Um, this is a super full moon, right? So during a super uh, super moon, the moon appears larger in the sky compared to a regular ass full moon. Um, this can this is because the obviously it's at its closest point to the Earth, okay? Um, so it's going to appear between fourteen and thirty percent larger, known as apogee girl i don't know why i put that in there the term supermoon gained its popularity in recent years although this phenomenon has occurred throughout history um super moons are visually striking particularly when the moon is lower on the horizon creating this enhanced illusion um so it's gonna be bright as fuck tonight this monday um super moons also affect the tide 
um, heavy. So we could see um, an irregular tidal pattern around uh, Supermoon. And all in all, it's just like visually impressive. It's sexy as fuck. Uh, so this full moon in Capricorn, um, here's some key points. Okay. <sighs> practicality and goal setting we know that capricorn is an earth sign it's it's practical and it's focused and they're constantly focusing on long-term goals so during this full moon in capricorn there's going to be an emphasis on setting clear objectives and working diligently toward them so this is an ideal time to evaluate your ambitions um assess your progress or make any necessary adjustments to achieve the successes or to achieve the goals that you have set out um structure and organization capricorn is associated with structure and order and responsibility we all know a capricorn and we know that bitch we know the capricorn we know the energy all of us know one and we're like that that fucking bitch anyway <laughs> um Reevaluate the structures in your life, personal and professional. Um, determine if they're supporting your goals or hindering your success. It goes back to the boundaries that we were, we're going to talk about. Um, it, it's a great time to reorganize, okay? This moon will make you very emotional because you're going to be like, oh my God, I never fucking knew. Uh, <laughs> Work-life balance. Um, Capricorn energy sometimes can over be overly focused on work and career. So during this full moon, it's important to consider um, your work-life balance and make sure that you are dedicating enough time to your personal relationships and your um, personal life and self-care. Um, it This is going to serve as a reminder um, to have that equal balance between personal, private, and professional. Um, this moon is a great moon to reflect on. Okay. Um, especially when it comes to accountability, are you taking accountability for your actions or are you whining like a little biggity bitch about it? You know, I have this conversation often. I even mentioned it in my last episode, like don't blame your toxic bullshit your lack of communication you just being a fucking bitch on a placement that you know nothing about and not for anything even if those are the main characteristics of that placement you still have the ability to change it so shut the fuck up and stop complaining and whining about it and put the fucking work in be proactive to take steps to address these things and don't just fucking sit there and blame it on your placement Anyway, um, honoring accomplishment, <laughs> honoring accomplishments and achievements, um, during this full moon, take time to acknowledge and celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how big or how small. And it, it's a time to give yourself the credit for the hard work that you have been putting in. Like, we're not going to sit here and throw a whole fucking big ass party and we're not going to celebrate mediocrity. That's not what we're saying here. But if you are accomplishing toward accomplishing and acknowledging these moments toward your goals, celebrate those. those okay. Um, the next transit uh, that we have is 
The full moon is going to oppose Mercury and Cancer. And this opposition between the full moon and Mercury is going to create tension between not just the energies of Capricorn and Cancer, but um, your goals and your emotions, okay? Um, it's going to highlight the need of balance. So it's going to further emphasize that balance, especially when we're talking about our professional ambitions versus our personal ambitions and our emotional well-being as well. So you could, um, you're going to further you're going to further examine how your work affects your emotional state and your relationships. And you're really going to like, be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> then we have a trine between the full moon and, um, Jupiter and Taurus. It's trine. Um, you know, it's a supportive aspect. Um, we know that Jupiter and Taurus is going to bring us that abundance, that expansion, that focus. Um, but then we have that practicality of the full moon. So you, you need to stay grounded, um, remain committed to your goals and leverage this energy for opportunities of growth while still re-examining right where you need to place your energy um it, it could be very rewarding but you're gonna have to be honest with yourself you're gonna have to be honest with yourself i know that's hard for some of y'all the next, um, the next transit, tr blah, blah. the next transit that we have this week is Mercury in Cancer is going to square Chiron in Aries. Okay, um, this is a challenging aspect, especially when we are talking about. Um, oh, I lost my pay, my piece on this. This is a challenging aspect um, between the planet of communication and we know the wounded warrior asteroid. Okay. Um, this square aspect, remember square aspect is like square the fuck up. It's going to bring a lot of communication challenges. Okay. Um, it's going to manifest difficulties when expressing our emotions and finding the, and finding the right words that we want to say in reference to, um, our expression, Okay, it's going to create a sense of vulnerability or even trigger past emotions, past wounds. So we could see a lot of old shit coming back up. Um, and it's going to make it challenging when we are effectively conveying our thoughts and feelings. Um, so you could feel the need to avoid confrontation or hide behind emotional defenses when communicating. However, you need to take this time and this, this transit as an opportunity to heal. Okay. So like, yes, it's presenting challenges, but you also face these challenges like a bad bitch. Okay face these challenges and heal and grow and expand from them address the wounds or the insecurities that are related to self-expression or your emotional communications and acknowledge them to deepen your understanding of self to deepen your connections to deepen um your relationship and it's going to help create and develop a healthier form of communication and it, how do you know that that's just not going to also help the person you're communicating emotionally heal now remember y'all not everybody needs to know everything about you so take that how it resonates don't fucking go tell Susie q and jane 
Jackson down the street about some fucking old emotional trauma and trauma dump on their ass. Be mindful. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This aspect is also going to help you with that, um, with balancing that emotional sensitivity and asserting that self expression, excuse me. So honor your emotion. Long story short with this transit, honor your fucking emotions and don't be a bigoty bitch about it. Okay. We then see Mars in Leo, um, forming a concux aspect with Neptune in Pisces while Neptune is retrograde. That is something to consider. It doesn't really affect this, uh, transit that much, but you know, it, it's whatever. So we know that when we see a concux aspect, aspect, excuse me, it's telling us that we need to make adjustments or adjustments are required. Um, and not just that, but it's also saying that there could be a potential challenge depending on the energy that you put out. Okay. So even though there is a little bit of conflicting energies, um, we have these other transits supporting. So we could feel ourselves wanting to disconnect and um, not want to take action because things are unclear. Or things are not precisely laid out the way that you want. Don't get frustrated. Don't allow your frustration to misdirect you to um, your intended outcome, right? Like, not for anything. Um It might be challenging for you to channel your energies effectively or to pursue your goals in a direct or decisive manner, but the influence of Neptune, um, with the influence of Neptune, it's going to have you daydreaming, but then you're also going to recluse and you're not going to want to do it. So all I'm saying with this is be adaptable, be flexible, but also go after that shit. Don't sit here, don't sit here and complain about it. That's like my thing. Like, don't sit here and fucking complain about it, okay? Um, We then have the moon conjoining Saturn. uh, Excuse me, we have the moon conjunct with Saturn. Excuse me, fuck. We have the moon conjunct Saturn in Pisces. Um, Emotional reflection, inner discipline, maturity, emotional depth and sensitivity, self-criticism, inner doubt, emotional stability and boundaries. I don't know why this is the only aspect that those are the notes that I wrote for it. The only transit I wrote notes like that for. Um, so when we're talking about emotional, uh, uh, I got to do some calculations in my head really quick. I was also half intoxicated yesterday when I was preparing this episode. So bear with me. Um, so when we're talking about emotional restriction with this transit, um, I can bring serious, um, it can bring serious and disciplined approaches when we're talking about our emotions leading to the tendency to suppress or control someone else's feelings. So, um, you, this comes back to those boundaries and those structure when we're talking about the inner discipline and maturity, um, it could highlight the importance of taking responsibility for your own emotions and in developing emotional resilience. I guess you could say this aspect also can encourage emotional growth, but it's again, it's going to come through that self-reflection and that self-discipline. And I'm saying that definitely because, um, Saturn's going to foster a lot of that set, that lot of that inner discipline. Okay. Um, when we're talking about emotional depth and sensitivity, um, Pisces is a sensitive sign, especially with the Pisces, when the moon is in Pisces, right? So your emotions can definitely be heightened. Um, 
when we're talking about self-criticism and inner doubt, it can create a fear of emotional vulnerability, I guess you could say, or even the need for self-sufficiency, like emotional self-sufficiency. Okay. Um, address, address your negative self-perceptions with this transit. You need to address your negative self-perceptions. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. I like how that sounds. <laughs> now we're talking about emotional stability and boundaries. Um, Saturn's definitely going to have an influence on that. So establishment of the emotional stabilities and boundaries, it can help you set healthy emotional limits while also like creating a strong foundation or emotional well-being. Yeah, but y'all, I literally did not write anything for that one. Anyway, <laughs> so then we have Mars and Leo that's going to form a concux aspect with Pluto and Capricorn. So again, this is another challenge that we could see um, with that assertive energy of Mars and the transformative, the transformative energy, excuse me, um, through Pluto. So, um there could be conflicts, right? Especially when we're talking about power dynamics and egos. Um, when we're fighting about, when we're fighting against ourselves with our inner strength versus transformation and really examining our personal motives and power dynamics to find healthier ways to assert ourselves, to pursue our goals. Um, we have some more of that flexibility with Mars and Leo is all about that flexibility and an adaptability, right? Recognizing that you need to make the adjustments and compromises to align with higher, with your higher self or higher aspirations or even your actions. Okay. And then the last one of this week, we have that I chose. Now, remember, I say this every week. I say this every week. These are the ones that I feel are going to affect the collective the most. Again, there are hundreds of transits that take place every week. These are the ones that I have chose that I feel will affect this collective, my listeners the most and how to better navigate. Okay. So this is the last one that I've chose for this week. And that is Mercury and Cancer is forming a trine aspect with Neptune in Pisces. This is like the cherry on top. After we go through all that tough shit at the beginning of the week, it's like, okay, here you go. I'm here to support you now. Now everything is good. We are aligned. <laughs> um, so we, we could see ourselves having more of um, intuitive moments or downloads. We can see ourselves after going through this tough time of finding a way to express ourselves, um, being more expressive creatively okay and that's going and that's going to kind of amplify our intellect i guess you could say um we could even see ourselves wanting or feeling the need to meditate more having a little bit more of time for self but because neptune is retrograde not uranus neptune there may be heightened introspective qualities of this um energy and this aspect invites you 
excuse me, confirmation verb, to reflect on your emotional experiences, past beliefs, um, inner truths, and encourages self-reflection, meditation, again, exploring the depths of your subconscious mind. Um, so that's everything that's taking place this week astrologically. I will say this though, I, I want us to get ready. I will talk about this next week because it does take place, I believe on Sunday or Monday, whatever. Fuck. Anyway, but we'll see Mars enter into Virgo. And this is going to bring a shift of energy. That's going to have us focusing, um, on the qualities of, of the qualities when we're talking about practical energy, analytical approaches, um, even our health and our wellness, um, our attention to detail even. So we'll get into that next week, but you know, I just wanted to give you a little bit of something, something. Um, so what transit do you think is going to affect you the most and how will you use the knowledge that you now have to your advantage to have a better week? Okay, so this week's crystal in honor of July birthed babies, <laughs> we're going to be doing Ruby. So this week, um, the crystal of the week is Ruby. Ruby is great for the root chakra. Its properties are strength, dreams, love, relationships, joy, protection, truth, abundance, passion, stress reliever, um, determination, resolution, trust, self-healing, lucid dreaming, anxiety relief. It is of the planet Mars, which also was why I was like, this needs to be the crystal of the week. Um, for Zodiac, it is representary, mm, I don't know if that's a word, of Aries, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Scorpio, and Saggy Titties. I mean Sagittarius. I mean Saggy Titties. I mean Sagittarius. It is of the element Earth. The colors are red, blood red, pink, light pink, dark red. On the hardness scale, it is a nine. So that joker's up there. That joker is up there. A diamond is a 10. So Ruby is an extremely hard aluminum oxide with a hexagonal crystal system. It is a red variety of corundum as well as one of the primary varieties along with sapphire. Ruby's color ranges include red, reddish pink, blood orange red, the fuck? Blood orange red and blood orange. Anyway, and can sometimes be found in blue or varieties of green. Depending on the variety, um, it can appear in pink, blue, and green in the same stone. The bold and intense red color is caused by the chromium and occasional inclusions of titanium oxide, causing, um, which causes the light diffusion within the ruby in the shape of its six-pointed star. Ruby was named after the Latin word meaning red. It is primarily found in Burma, India, Brazil, Thailand, Sri Lanka, and the USA. The unique crystal has been known to exist since before the time of the Bible, but up until the early 1800s, many rubies consisted of what is not what is now known as red spinal and garnet. Mm, okay, many ancient legends. 
revolved around the use of rubies throughout human history. In Burma, inserting a ruby into one's flesh would make them invulnerable and provide protection. Wow. During the Middle Ages in Europe, rubies were used to convey good health and remove negative energies from users. Wow. Chinese lore has also said that Emperor Kublai Khan offered an entire city in exchange for a very large ruby. Okay. Um... Meaning and energy. Throughout time, ruby has been known as a stone of nobility. The vibrations of ruby resonate with ultimate life forces and emanate mm, the highest vibrations of pure red light. The ruby is powerful grounding stone that greatly increases the chi in one's body. Flourishing all bodily flourishing all bodily systems and organs for the utmost performance. It stimulates harmonious chi flow throughout the body and draws life force directly to the root. I, I'm gonna pause. I have a story. We're gonna take a brief commercial break. I got a story. Okay. I remember my friend was legit. <laughs> my friend legit was like, I got this like ruby waist because she went to she went to a Reiki Lord Master. I forgot what it's called. A Reiki Healer Master Lord. Okay. And they were like, oh, you need some ruby to clear out your root, your sacral chakra. Like, you're all congested. And she was like, I literally got these ruby raised beads that cost her a fucking arm and a leg. And she was like, she, she wore it for like one day and shitted her fucking brains out. <laughs> and then she called her Reiki master and was like, what the fuck? Like, I put these damn rubies on and now I'm shitting my brains out. And she was like, no, no, it's good for your root. It's just cleansing out all of that unnecessary energy from your sacral and your root chakra. So also y'all like be careful. <laughs> so also be careful. Welcome back from the commercial break. <laughs> Welcome back from the commercial break. This highly energize this highly energizes the physical, emotional, and mental bodies making ruby an especially powerful tool for those who feel a daily lack of strength. Ruby's um, excel at gathering and amplifying energy while promoting and stimulating mental concentration. So one may focus mass amounts of energy toward their goals. Mm. You can pair ruby with blue sapphire due to its self-control and determination properties that combined with ruby's strength and courage using rose quartz in conjunction with ruby will offer a fiery passion that can help heal and mend broken and old relationships of any caliber okay um utilizing and fully understanding the uh, the ruby will bring forth near complete control of your dreams nightly um the energy from ruby is very intense and vivid Mm. Mm. but we'll add an understanding to imagery and deception and depictions of your dreams i did not know that um y'all gonna get some ruby y'all let me google one second let me google this for us real quick because now i need to know how much the room how this is real time y'all ASMR. 
A ruby bitch. Oh, rawr. I don't have a ruby. Um, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Um, there's this one ruby that's on here for a dollar, but I don't think that's right. Um, but this other one, it's like a little tiny guy. <laughs> it's $6,000. Anyway, are you going to be using ruby today? This week? So this month we will be talking about setting boundaries, right? So we already talked about self transformation, how we can transform self, how we can trust ourselves. But now we need to start setting those motherfucking boundaries and setting boundaries. I'm a boundary setting queen, right? Setting boundaries is important because it establishes the framework of not just respect and self-respect but self self blah, 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 self care and healthy relationships um it preserves your well-being setting boundaries allows you to prioritize your physical emotional and mental well-being it ensures that you meet and prevent burnout and stress and emotional exhaustion right it's setting the limit on what you're willing to accept and engage with. And it's creating a space for you to fucking flourish and duh. respecting your values and priorities. Okay. Oh, I guess I should have told you. So here are some reasons why setting boundaries are crucial. Okay. So I did the preserving your well-being. Okay. Okay. So then we have respecting your values and priorities. Boundaries help you align with your actions and relationships when it comes to values and priorities. They enable you to make conscious choices that reflect on your authentic self. Um, but also it clearly defines what is important to you. So you can focus on different activities and you can, you can commit, excuse me, to things that truly resonate with your goals and your aspirations. Okay. Um, uh, they are essential. Boundaries are essential when we're talking about healthy and balanced relationships they establish clear expectations and guidelines for how you want to be treated this is also going to promote respect and mutual understanding um it's all like not even just respect and mutual understanding. It's building that foundation of trust and empathy and healthy communication within your various relationships. Um, setting boundaries and maintaining boundaries builds self-esteem and assertiveness. It reinforces your sense of self-worth and it teaches others how to treat you because bitch, they're only gonna treat you how they, how you allow them to treat you. If you're being treated like shit and you're like, damn, I really hate how this person treats me like shit, then that's on you. Like you're allowing it. By advocating for your needs and your communications when communicate, excuse me, your needs when it comes to communicating your boundaries effectively, you can cultivate a better 
excuse me, assertion to, hold on, I just had like a whole brain fart. (laughs) By um, advocating for your needs and communicating your boundaries effectively, you cultivate self-confidence and assertive communication skills that impact all areas of your life. Um, boundaries provide structure and clarity when we're talking about reducing stress and conflict in your life. They help uh, manage expectations and prevent overcommitment or being taken advantage of. When you defend your boundaries, you establish healthy limits and decrease the likelihood of resentment, misunderstanding, and unnecessary conflicts in your relationships and interactions. They're empowering. I just put empowering. I I told y'all I was on one. They're empowering. So when I think about setting boundaries and them setting a boundary being empowering, it it acts like kind of in supporting your personal goal and like self-discovery. It's almost euphoric, right? It allows you to explore your own desires and preferences leading to an increased self, self-awareness and uh, personal growth and development. We love when I just make up sentences on the fly. That makes sense. Um, By recognizing and honoring your limits, you can create space for personal growth, exploration, and fulfilling your potential. Um, This also, this is like one of my number one things. And this is where I had to start setting boundaries, promoting that work-life balance. Boundaries are essential for maintaining a healthy work-life balance by setting limits on your work hours, availability, responsibilities, you ensure that you have time for relaxation, hobbies, quality time with your loved ones. This promotes overall well-being and prevents detrimental effects of excessive work and related and work-related stresses. Oh my god. That's the one that like I learned a little too late in life, but at least I learned it, right? Um, when you set boundaries, you can take, you can take over the fucking world, bitch. You can take over the world. When you prioritize your needs, you can take over the world. When you create a nurturing environment for your own personal growth and healthy relationships, you can take over the world. It also allows you to live authentically while maintaining your well-being, right? But also while like cultivating a fulfilling and balanced life. Right? So I also, I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it like this. I like did two separate notes for my shared experiences. Um <laughs> uh, So when we're talking about um, setting boundaries, right? I wrote this down. A few years ago, I found myself overwhelmed and burned out because I did not set boundaries with my own business. I took on too many projects and said yes to too many people, leaving me no time for myself. Even as my own boss, I need to set boundaries with myself. That's when I realized the importance of setting boundaries and making self-care a priority. (laughs) my head as then i also wrote um so these are some these are things that help us 
right? I don't know why I put that there, but there you go. Um, These are things that we can do to help us or kind of wrap our head around when it comes to setting boundaries, right? So understanding your needs is super important when it comes to setting boundaries. Um, Take a moment to think about what truly matters to you. What are non-negotiables in your relationship? Is it having time alone, setting aside time for hobbies, clearer communication? These are things that you need to know in order to create those needs and limits to help establish those boundaries for your well-being. If you don't even know what the fuck you need, how are you about to set a boundary for it? communicating clearly okay it's so important to communicate it's so important to have effective communication when we are setting boundaries okay and um we don't want anything to get lost in the sauce so when expressing your boundaries it's it's crucial to use i statements and it's to express your needs and your feelings because remember this is your boundary these are your boundaries okay for example instead of saying you always invade my personal space you can say i need my personal space to be respected okay be clear and direct in your communication okay this helps other people understand your boundaries more effectively. Um, I put recognize the warning signs. If you don't even know where you need to put the boundary at, then what the fuck is the point, right? Pay attention to how you feel in certain situations. Do you feel overwhelmed, stressed, resentful? These can be warning signs that boundaries are being crossed or a boundary needs to be placed. Even physical cues like tension, headaches, or difficulty sleeping can also be an indication that you need to reassess or reinforce your boundaries. But remember, in some cases, when people cross your boundaries, because you crossed them first. Be firm and consistent. I'm going to say that again. Be firm. That's what she said. And consistent. Okay. Consistency is... Consistency is key. (laughs) Setting boundaries is not a one-time task. Um, It requires ongoing commitment. Um, Practicing no. No is my favorite. No is my favorite word. And you can't feel guilty right with saying no and not for anything there's no need for you to have a lengthy explanation to explain why you told fucking Susie q from down the street no fuck that bitch no okay reinforce your boundaries by following through on the consequences this is that firm part of it okay especially if they're being repeatedly disregarded however if you set that boundary and they are being repeatedly disregarded maybe that person that is crossing that boundary no longer needs to be in your life 
I'm not going to keep setting the same boundary and reminding you that you're crossing my boundary, bitch. I'm going to just go the other way, okay? Remember that being firm and consistent with your boundaries shows others that you value yourself and you respect yourself, okay? Um... There's like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but there's like a mean ass connection with boundaries and self-care because setting boundaries is an act of self-care, but it also aligns you with a more authentic version of yourself, which will then prompt you to have even better self, self-care. By defining and honoring your limits, you create this space for yourself to rest for yourself to recharge for yourself to have fucking joy right like it not only improves your well-being but it allows you to show up more for yourself fully in relationships and in other areas of your life right and this one was a doozy. I got a lot of emails when we when we were talking about like self transformation, right? And everybody's like, ah, I can't ask for help. I don't seek help. Ma 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 ma. Bitch, ask for help. Shut up. <laughs> it's okay to ask for help. We we were taught that you know only need help if you're like fucking dying and drowning. No, bitch, ask for help. Um. If you find it challenging to set or enforce these boundaries, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Seek support from a therapist, uh, another professional, a support group, a confident and trusted friend that isn't out here crossing your boundaries, acting a fucking fool. Um, they can provide they can provide guidance. And sometimes, you know, I don't really like using the word validation, but sometimes when it comes to setting boundaries, we need a little bit of that validation. Okay. And we need a little bit of that practical advice through that validation to help navigate us when it comes to setting boundaries in various aspects of our life. <sighs> okay. Um, I, this is what I, I tell people this all the time. My friends can tell you too. And my old friends could tell you because, you know, some people, they're not my friends no more because the lack of them understanding the boundary that I have set. Um, I use this thing. It's called Coach Coach Correct. I got it from like, y'all know I worked in retail for hot little minute, but it's, I call it Coach Coach Correct when it comes to our boundaries. We used to do it, (laughs) my job, right? Like, but I'm like, I'm gonna apply this to real life and it, it works, right? So when I say Coach Coach Correct, I'm gonna coach you. I'm gonna tell you the first time, hey, look, this is the boundary. This is... This is not okay. I need you to not do this. Thank you. Okay. The second time it happens again. Hey, look, Janet, I told you that was one of my boundaries. It's a non-negotiable for me. You know, if this does continue to happen, I'm gonna catch your ass on the flip side. It happens again. That's when we correct it. Look here, Janet. Unfortunately, we are no longer aligned. You have an inability to honor my boundaries. And I take that as disrespect to myself as I respect myself. And that is why this boundary is here. I got a fucking blast. I'll catch you 
in another lifetime I'll catch you on the flip side and I you know when we meet again we might meet as friends I don't know but I gots to go okay coach coach correct that's what I call it um well not even me I got it from I got it from um one of my little jobs back in the day (laughs) but it, it is crucial I think the most important part for me when we're talking about setting boundaries is definitely um it's definitely the communic the communication part. Um, I-, I will say this though. Um, there's no need for you to satisfy others when it comes to setting boundaries. So this has to be about self. It has to be about self, right? Um, it's you choosing yourself over others. I'm flipping through this pamphlet right now. You probably hear it ASMR. I'm just making sure that I hit on some of the main ones that I wanted to this week. Um, and not for anything, like it's okay to take break. It's okay to be like, you know what? I need to step back, right? Um, don't run yourself raggedy because somebody else wants to disrespect your boundaries, babe. All right, now we're getting down to the juice. Um, we can't have Witch Bitch Tarot podcast without tarot. Um, I want to do something different. Like, I've been pulling y'all spreads. We've been doing a card. I've been talking to you about the card. I did some reading. But I'm also like, I gotta teach these bitches. Like, I gotta, I gotta teach them what I know about what I know. Because I saw, I'm part of the problem. Let me tell you what I mean by I'm part of the problem. I will literally sit here and complain about all of these peoples that are practicing tarot or doing tarot is what I like to call it. Because not everybody practices tarot. A lot of, there's a lot of fucking doers on the interwebs. Take it how it resonates. If you were offended, maybe you're a doer. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's on you. And I came to the conclusion, I was like, let me, let me stop being part of the problem. And like, let me, let me help educate. Like, so, you know, people are out here looking dumb as fuck, slanging these cards. <laughs> Ooh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. So in honor of La Luna, in honor of La Luna, I feel like I was hollering. Let me move y'all back. In honor of La Luna, we will be talking about the moon symbolism in the tarot deck and how multifaceted of it and how it carries various meanings and interpretations based off of where it is, what it is, who it is, what suit it's in. Okay. Um... So we're going to get into that. I was like, I need to start teaching these bitches on the tarot segment. Okay. So in tarot, the moon card, there's an actual moon card, right? The moon card is rich with symbolism. It it represents a range of meetings, right? Um, and the moon itself represents a range of meanings. So when we're talking about the moon in the deck, right? We see it throughout the deck. Um, 
the moon can symbolize intuition and our inner guidance as we know the moon is associated with intuition psychic abilities inner knowing so it represents our connection choked it's just choked if you were watching the uncut you'll see me slightly die but i'm good now so let me start over um the moon is associated with intuition, our psychic abilities, our inner knowing, but it also represents our connection with our subconscious mind and invites us to trust our instinct and listen to the whispers of our inner voice. I love how I wrote that down, so I made sure I said it. <laughs> um, the moon can, is also a call for us to rely on our intuition for our guidance and to pay attention to subtle messages and signs. Um, it can also represent emotions and unconscious, right? Unconscious, excuse me. Um, we know that the moon is linked to our emotions in the unconscious realm. So it can also symbolize, um, our hidden desires or emotional patterns. The moon urges us to explore our inner landscapes and embrace our shadows to uncover those hidden aspects when we're talking about um, healing and growing and expanding. Uh, the moon can also represent in tarot cycles and changes. Um, just as the moon has cycles and phases um, in the deck, the moon cycle, the moon excuse me, cycles and the ever-changing natures of life are depicted throughout it, okay? So it's an inherent part of existence, right? If we embrace the rhythms of natural life, right, and we're more adaptable to them, we can find more comfort in the ebb and flow experience, right? Perfect example, when we're talking about cycles and changes, it's like, I tell people this all the time, why the fuck are we making New Year's resolutions in December just because our calendar is telling us it's the new year when everything is cold and dormant? Okay. Why would we not make a new year resolution on the astrological new year, which also is spring where things are flourishing and expanding and growing and coming out of the shot anyway. So then we also have illusions and deceptions. Um, the moon can represent illusions and deceptions and unforeseen forces that influence our perspective. Right? So, um, when we see the moon card, sometimes it can it can be a sign or it could tell us to be mindful of the illusions or false beliefs that could cloud our judgment or could hinder our process. Because um, we know that the moon is calling to unveil the truths, unveil the darkness, or even the truth behind illusions. Um, the moon, when we're talking about illusions and deceptions, especially like in the seven of cups, we see that the moon is in one of those. Um, it, it could tell us to seek the clarity when we're talking about challenging situations. Okay. Um, then we also know that the moon is associated with dreams, excuse me, symbols and the realms of imagination. Um, and it encourages us to tap into our dreams and fantasies to create vision. Um, and also it, illuminates our deepest desires and then lastly lastly 
um, on this first part of this list, I put feminine energy in mystery. Okay. We know that the moon is associated with the divine feminine energy embodying nurturing intuitive intuition and mystery. Um, it represents the receptive and intuitive aspects of ourself as well as the cyclical nature of our feminine energy. So, you know, sometimes when people are like, I'm on my moon, we know that they're on their menstrual cycle. They're on their period, right? Anyway, because we know that we're synced up with, let me open my eyes. My eyes are closed. We're synced up with the moon, right? It, you can find out a lot about yourself and maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll do a little something about that. Um, your menstrual cycle, what, what moon cycle your menstrual cycle matches. It's a whole thing. I found out a lot about myself, changed my life. Mm, anyway, but there's also a connection. Okay. With our moon cycle, and our menstrual cycles. And we'll get into that another day, girl, boy, them day. <clears throat> So then I wanted to go through um, the deck and really talk about where we see the moon and where it has heavy emphasis. Okay. The first time we see, not the first time, maybe the first time. I don't know. This is what I wrote. Don't send me a fucking email. Okay. Go look yourself. <laughs> the high priestess, right? It's in the major arcana, third card in the major arcana. The high priestess often depicts the moon in her imagery. She represents intuition, mystery, and the subconscious mind. The moon symbolizes hidden realms, secrets we hold within, and our deep wisdom associated with introspection. All of that in the moon, yes, because we know that the high priestess in the tarot deck is wearing a triple mooned goddess headpiece right uh what is the triple moon goddess don't worry bitch i'm gonna tell you so it's the waxing full and the waning moon and it embodies the cer- the cycles of life death and rebirth yes um so we have the waxing moon often shown as the crescent moon that's going to symbolize the new beginnings and growth and the potential um if we're talking about mother maiden crone or maiden mother crone she is the maiden okay when we're talking about the full moon, um, this depicts the full cycle signifying abundance, illumination, um, the height of power. Again, when we're talking about maiden mother crone, she is the mother. Then we have the wax, the waning moon, excuse me, um, which is a decreasing crescent moon. And this represents release, reflection, or surrender. And this embodies the wise crone. Okay. Um, representing wisdom and introspection and even that uh, transformative power of letting go, right? That is why we release on a full moon because the following phases are waning phases which are about release. Please do not. Let me not. Let me not. Let me not. Let me not. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep moving. Um... So when we see it in the high priestess, right, it reminds us that the divine, divine feminine energy is within us at all times in all cycles, whether you are in the maiden phase, whether you are in the mother phase, whether you are in the crone phase, but, um, it invites us to align with the unseen graces 
of the cycle of life. <laughs> the cycle of life. The next time we see the moon card, excuse me, the next time we see the moon is in the actual moon card. And um, the moon card itself is a prominent representation of the moon's symbol or symbolism in the tarot deck, right? It signifies illusion, um, even subconscious, our dreams, the depths of the psyche, our shadow self, facing our fears, illuminating what is in the dark. Like we even see the little boogeyman in the water next to the crawfish, next to the dogs, right? Um, when we see the moon in our, um, the suit card of cups, right? Um, the moon can symbolize our emotion, our intuition in the realm of the heart, but it also represents again, that feeling of the ebb and flow. So being intuitively guided emotionally to receive when we're talking about our relationships and any other experiences that are relating to our emotions. When we're talking about the moon in the swords this can symbolize inner conflict or illusion or even just simply the power of your mind and it it urges us to be aware of our thoughts and our beliefs as they can shape your perception of reality they can manifest right so when we see it in swords that's typically what it is uh, when we see it in pentacles this represents the cycles of abundance. So um, when we see it in any pentacle suits, it's going to remind us that uh, the connection between the material and the spiritual realm and the importance it is to practice our alignment, but also be practical with it. And how do we in connecting it, excuse me, with our spiritual values. So finding that harmony between the physical and the metaphysical aspects of our life. Okay. When we see it in the wands, when we see it in wands, um, it's more, it's about inspiration. It's about creativity. It, it's, um, it's the, um, it's like the illumination, right? It's, it's going to give you the full, the fuel, right? When I'm thinking of the ones I was thinking, I just had like a brain fart and I'm pretty sure that every time we see it in wands, don't send me an email and go look yourself, bitch. I don't know. Um, but it's a, I feel like it's a waxing. So we know that it's going to be about our transformation. It's going to be about our growth. It's going to bring, bringing toward us. Okay. Um, so throughout the tarot deck, right, though, that's what the moon can symbolize with its imagery and each, each deck has its own interpretation. But when we're talking about tried and true, when we're talking about practicing with our deck of cards and the different symbols and the colors associated, um, with the deck, um, these are some of the, these are some of the nuanced insights that can deepen our understanding of the symbolism. Uh, I always say this when we're reading tarot, it's like there's levels to this shit. Uh, you know, you could be on a level four understanding. I could be on a level six understanding. And yes, they mean the same thing, but mine's more enriched or yours is more enriched based off of the experiences that you have. Uh, but it's also about the knowledge that you have, like not for anything. 
you have to grow with your deck and you have to be willing to do the research. You can't and read the fucking guidebook. Read the fucking guidebook. Let me I was about to go on a whole rant, but let me stop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys know I could not do this without you, and I wouldn't want to uh, make sure whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on that you give me a five-star rating and you write a comment telling me how much you fucking love this and you can't wait for the next episode and oh my god, I'm the best. Whatever you gotta do, okay? Um, make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything that I have to offer. I don't just do this podcast. I don't just do TikTok. I don't just do YouTube. I do it all, okay? So make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com in the description box below um, to see everything that I have to offer. Until next week, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never really know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And no, motherfucker, I do not sell owls. So please stop asking.